Hey folks, this is the Phil Swallow podcast, uh, number 130, called Education, and I'm recording it on Wednesday the 5th of October 2022. I hope you are doing well. It's been a bit quieter lately. I think that might be because it was probably a bit mad beforehand, really. We had our you know holiday up in the Peak District, and then there were the unfortunate events that happened really the day after that, actually with the uh, Queen passing away. And I guess there's some general normality coming back, although the world is still a very mad place at the moment. And politically, it's a nightmare in in the country we are in, in the UK. Um, But in terms of what I do, I guess it's been a bit quieter. And and what I've done is um, used this time to focus on my education, uh, try and keep my skills up to date. Now... We're always learning, aren't we, as we go through life. That's that's what happens. You learn through your experiences. And learning can take many different forms, of course. Um, I, I've i always got things that I can go out and film. Um, I mean, I did a little kind of trailer the other day, although I wasn't happy with it, so I'm going to... Well, I've already started to redo it again. Just a social media little kind of one-minute clip for the stuff I'm going to do about the... Um, the history of the history of the waterworks in the local area but that's kind of a bit bit later on in the autumn and so what I've been doing is kind of stepping back a bit and saying well you know how could I how could I do things a bit better now the way I've uh, I've actually done this the way I've learnt video <laughs> um, I bought some different sort of training things, packages, video packages and things and learn at my own pace and I've picked up other stuff through reading and YouTube and all the usual suspects. And there's a guy that I got to know through these routes that I took and through a podcast that I listened to, Final Cut Pro Radio, it's called, monthly podcast, called Ian Anderson. And I believe Ian, he's certainly got an Australian sounding accent. I think he's originally based in the UK, possibly the Midlands. And... um, very clever guy, fully certified trainer for Apple, has been for many years. I'm not sure if they're still doing that kind of thing anyway. But And he participated in the Final Cut Pro COVID event that would have been done in California in person, but was done um, towards the end of the year in 2020. And I went along to that and dialed into the sessions afternoon and evening. And um, I saw... Someone had just posted it on a Final Cut Pro forum on Facebook that I'm on a group, and they said, oh, is this any good? And someone said, oh, it was a bit pricey, but yes, it's very good. Now, you, you can look at price in different ways. I think if if you buy the hard copy of this book, it's 60-odd quid, pounds, um, and with a commitment from Ian that he will, as he does updates to it, he'll supply kind of hard copies or stuff that you can print and add to it, which is quite quite good uh, or you can go for the ebook like an apple book uh, and then it'd be kind of updated that way it's refreshed as an app would and i went with that option it's then available on all my devices and it's kept up to date wherever i've got to on any of those devices so if i'm looking at it looking at it on either of my macs on ipads ipad minis phone whatever it's always there so it's a great reference point and you can bookmark it and all that sort of stuff but it's called uh, Final Cut Pro Efficient Editing. And with a lot of these books, you can just kind of look at a preview. So that's what I did. I went online, looked at the preview and thought, well, do I tune into the, the style of the writing and the, you know, how free the language is to follow and stuff like that? And, and I did. 
so I bought it. It was about thirty one ninety nine or something on um, on the ebook version, and it's been absolutely wonderful. Um, actually, someone asked to comment a bit later about that, and I I recommended it on this Facebook group, and Ian thanked me, which was nice of him. But what I wanted to do was kind of when when you're, I suppose, with many things in life, you you go through the way you're taught, and either you're just happy with that forever, or you might think. I'm not convinced this is the right way. And whilst it's become second nature, um, there might still be some better ways to do certain things. And, you know, time is money. We want to try and do things efficiently, particularly if you're against a deadline, that kind of stuff. So my commitment, this is what I said to Ian, or on that post that Ian replied to and thanked, was that I know I've probably got some bad habits in my editing process. And that could just be bad habits or just inefficient habits. You know, I don't, I didn't work hard enough to know the shortcuts. Um, you use the keyboard a lot when you're doing editing in Final Cut Pro. A, 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 I have to emphasise that for those who don't know, Final Cut Pro being the uh, editor, the Mac editor that I use for my videos. So I'll bung a link to the book just in case anyone's interested. Um, feel free to you know have a look at yourself and maybe make a purchase if that's what you're into. But um, what I've decided to do because, you know, the most efficient learning or most effective, sorry, learning is really when you've got a real world thing to try it on. So I took loads of footage uh, when we went to the Peak District. And what I'm actually doing is working through the book and using the, the files that I've created and how I'm going to manage those using these things that I'm learning um, to actually build that video. And at the moment, I've got to the stage where I've done keywording and all these various things that so you know all what the clips are about. Um, and I'm just starting to put together a timeline. I've only done the kind of first day or so. Um, uh, and because I've had loads of things in the diary this, this last week. So it's going to be the best test. And I think if I'm doing it on such a big project, when I get to do my local history stuff, walk and, walk and talks and other just smaller videos, it really will seem much easier. In fact, I'll probably be able to drop a couple of those things that I'm going to bring into to this video because this is going to be so big. And there's still some decisions about how I might put this together and how big it might be when it actually goes out. Um, but again, I trust the book. This seems to have everything in it, literally everything. So I'm going to work my way through it, um, do it in real time, if you like. Uh, so I've got to this stage where it's going to put together a rough timeline. So nothing fancy in terms of how you transition from one to another or there's no real music at this stage. I'm just literally doing clip, 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 clip in the order that I want to put the video together. Uh, and then I'll be able to kind of uh, learn from other aspects as I go through. And it's, you know, a lot of it's recap. I'm not needing to use or follow every single line of the book because there's things that I just know. That's what they are. That's the shortcut that it is. And that's what I use already and so on and so forth. But there's other things that I found really valuable. And the discipline of having so much footage to go through from the holiday means that some of the new learnings that I've I've applied have kind of already started to, to become second nature, which is absolutely wonderful. So the actual channel has gone quiet. Um, actually, had a, a subscriber went down overnight, which can be um, either they've decided not to be subscribed anymore because they're unsubscribed, or they maybe close their Google account or refine them I don't know um not going to get too hung up by it uh, it went up a lot in uh, August time with the science tip video went up quite well when I did the video of the queue to see the line estate of the late queen um but you know it's it's 
that's what it is. Uh, it's not it's not something I need to put food on the table, thankfully. Uh, but I do want the channel to grow over time. And it, I, I believe that if I keep producing the best content I can produce and armed with things like what I can learn from editing, then I know that if anyone, however they land on my channel, they'll see that there's some quality there. That's what I'm aiming for. I know how I want to put it out there. Um, and that, that drives me to put the best quality that I can put out there. So yeah, so the Peak District video starting to, and it, weirdly, it sort of gives me confidence in what I've done, really. Um, I know I'm going to get the best out of what I've produced when I put the video together. So that's uh, that's all good. Uh, last Friday, I visited the Kit Plus show at Twickenham. Now, I'd only heard about this because I follow a supplier called cvp.com where I bought um, my last two bits of gear from, but I bought gear from them over the years. Very good company. And uh, they just tweeted that they were going to be in a stand at this show. And it's quite a small show. It's just kind of under the seating area at Twickenham Stadium uh, in London, where the rugby uh, team play, England rugby team, and other events are held. And um, I'd never been there, so that was nice just to kind of walk around it all and see it. Uh, and part of the, some of the stall stands, whatever, were on pitch side, if you like. So you could go out and sit in the seats at the stadium and just wander around. It was all very good. Uh, chat to a few different stall holders there who, as you said, they kind of like this show because it's a bit more personal than than the ones you might go to at the NEC or I think there's one in Amsterdam they mentioned and obviously Las Vegas and whatever. And they said these were, yeah, a little bit better. You can spend a bit more time with your paying public. Um, and I found it really good. So I was there till early afternoon and I kind of made my way back because I'd seen all I wanted to see and attended a couple of uh, sessions. Um, one was about um, multi-camera work with Blackmagic Design. That was very good. The other was from Philip Bloom, who's a big YouTuber, big filmmaker, um, mainly solo filmmaker, but I think he does get involved in all sorts of other things. I think he may have worked for Sky once upon a time, Sky News. And uh, he was doing some interesting stuff with 360 cameras, 360 degree cameras. So these cameras basically are, if you think of a little stick, um, much, much smaller than a phone, quarter of the size of a smartphone, say, lens on either side. Each lens does 185 degrees of coverage, fisheye style. Uh, so you hold it up in the air and you can actually get a surround view. And that's recording everything sort of sharp, wide angle. And then when you edit, you can pretty much choose the angle you want. Uh, so you can still do it in a normal kind of, you know, 16 by 9 HD style screen, um, letterbox style. Uh, but if you wanted to just focus on what was above, you can do that. If you just wanted to focus on what's down, you can do that. It has piqued my interest, I have to say. Um, am I going to jump on it right now? No. Will I watch and wait and possibly consider Black Friday offers? Yes. Um, but yeah, interesting concept. It may be one of these things where I possibly sacrifice quality and go in second hand to start with. When I say sacrifice quality, so you can't always get a full kind of HD, sorry, full 4K, which is what I edit in, shoot and edit in. Um, but that may not matter because you might not be using this for all of your coverage. So, yeah, I may just treat myself to a, a used uh, option. Um, but I'll watch it. I'll watch it very closely. He also did some very clever stuff with editing iPhone footage. Now, when you record video on the iPhone and play it back on the iPhone, it looks great. When you bring it into an editing software or editing suite, uh, even Apple's own Final Cut Pro that I use, 
it kind of loses something. Um, so he uses this product by Topaz Labs, which is basically an AI kind of software. And I don't know the setup. He didn't go into the details, but it's a it's a paid for uh, one-off payment, I believe, piece of software. And I do think they do some good offers in Black Friday time. So I'm going to be checking that in a few weeks' time. And um, it's it's amazing what he did. It, you know, it smooths things. It kind of improves the clarity. Um, and, and all sorts of weird and wonderful magic that it does behind the scenes where you can kind of present it with an iPhone clip that looks rubbish, put it through the kind of rigmarole <laughs> or the processor. And um, I'm sure you probably have to set some parameters and things, but uh, and it will come out looking much better. So that might be something to, to do going forward. And Philip actually said most people that look at his stuff probably wouldn't know any different, but he said, but I know it. And that links to back links back to what I said earlier. I want to do the best that I can do with what I have, regardless of who lands on it. I want to edit it, film and edit it to make sure it looks good on a 4K screen in someone's, you know, living room or whatever. Um, then if you're going to get that, it's going to look fine on a, a small device like a phone or an iPad. So, yeah, so that's, um, I put in the notes, 360 degree cameras, question mark. And it is something I'm thinking about at the moment. I want it to add value to what I do. But I do quite like that. So, I mean, here's the scenario. I guess what I could do is I'm I'm going along filming myself talking to camera um, or I'm going for a walk through, say, you know, Croydon. Uh, and I just leave this thing sticking out on a pole on the top of my backpack. And it's just recording everything that I'm seeing as I walk. And then after that, I can do some editing and make use of what I want to. So we shall see. Um Okay, so I think I covered the gear that I bought last time. If not, I bought um, a monopod because I want to make use of that for my video work, which is easier than setting up a tripod. A monopod, single pole, tripod, three legs. Uh, but it's something I can just take out and about more and still get better footage and use my camcorder to get a much better zoom and all that sort of stuff. So, so I bought that and I bought a better backpack, which may have also happened... I don't know. Apologies if I'm overlapping between this and my last podcast. In fact, let's go and have a look. Did I cover it? I don't think I did cover it in the last one. But it was one of these things, certainly the bag. I went for a bigger bag because um, I've got a big bag that I can use to pull along, which is fine if I'm just going to like a theatre shoot. I can take it and it's just parked up on a seat and I just get on and empty it and use my gear and put it back afterwards. But this bigger bag is much better because I can put my two cameras in there with lenses mounted and they're just good to go straight out the bag. But also it gives me much more flexibility to take more gear. Um, and if I took that big backpack that I've just bought together with my pull-along and together with my new monopod and all that sort of stuff, then I've got height, I've got complete coverage camera-wise, and I've got complete video options. I've got everything, basically. I could almost say it's a studio that I could take with me, backpack, pull-along, and a perhaps a monopod over my shoulder in a bag so uh yes i do like gear um i I won't deny it so that's that in terms of updates um sad situation today going to a funeral so mum's cousin's wife uh and uh, she's quite elderly lady and mum can't go she's it's too much for her so i'm going to go and represent her uh for family if you like um over at croydon crematorium so i'll be going there this afternoon and uh other than that, we've got a very busy week, so we're doing some. Going to see a national theatre live tomorrow, 
which is where they just beam what's been on at the National Theatre into local cinemas, which is good. And then we got various things. Oh, going to the local history centre on Friday morning. And I've got a Zoom with a very elderly gentleman who wrote some articles about Selsden during the Second World War. So that'll be interesting. His daughter's arranged that. Uh, then we're out with the family, young fa- part of the family on... Um, uh, someone's just come to the front door. Hopefully they're not going to ring the bell. Um, and we're going to go to uh, a meal, a nice meal out on Friday evening. And then the weekend's a bit quieter, which is good. Uh, and then next week it looks a bit quieter in terms of me being able to crack on with, you know, the editing work that I need to do, as I mentioned earlier on in the podcast. So that's it. That's me whizzing through. Um, and thank you very much for listening to the Phil Swallow podcast. I do appreciate it. And until the next one, look after yourselves and uh, we'll speak then. <laughs>